Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! This hour is brought to you by Team Hochberg. Visit their website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. This heater is definitely, as of right now, is advertising. Definitely plays up a little bit. Um... But right now is just the, you know, I say this kind of every year. It's just got to get to know him, and then we'll take the next step when that time comes of uh, working on pitches. And I know him and Tommy and those guys have been working really hard on that already. But uh, my purpose right now is just to get to know him. That was Jan Gomes. I totally forgot about Jan Gomes. I'm like, oh, yeah, Jan Gomes is good. I hope he's still good at 36. 37, I 37? think. 37? I don't know. Jan Gomes is unassuming dude who totally produced for your baseball team. Unassuming, last year. sort of ruggedly handsome. Like he fits right in with this whole squad. I but just, also I... can look like a dad. Yeah. What's wrong? I mean, why can't John Gomes is Wait for a second. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean also can look like a dad? Like he, Wait, if he puts the polo you're shirt. Saying, you're saying rugged handsomeness and being a dad are mutually exclusive? No. Yeah, you were. Don't backtrack. You were saying that. I think they're ruggedly handsome dads. There. Okay, fine. You said it. Good. Okay. Megan Montemuro is on Twitter at M underscore Montemuro. The Cubs beat writer from the Tribune joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Visit CircaLasVegas.com. Hello, Megan. Hello. So- <laughs> Sorry for that aside, Megan. It's just uh, Dan ate old cereal earlier, and I'm just not sure how it's going to affect his brain. I'm all good. But this, this brain is so messed up anyway. A little uh, expired cereal isn't going to hurt it. So, Megan, I uh, listened to your question to Jed Hoyer at the press conference, and there was then a follow-up. And I still don't think he answered it. Because mm-hmm. the, the question essentially about this roster was, if this is the roster, is it enough and he just said, well, I like our young players. I like our young players. He didn't say yes or no. Do you think it's not enough? Uh, yeah, I think in terms of, like, talent and, like, proven talent and what you can expect production-wise from most of the roster, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's enough. I mean, there's a lot of upside to it. You have a lot of young players who potentially can take on bigger roles. You have a guy like Matt Shaw who looks like he could be a really dynamic hitter who could potentially play third base. You have Cade Horton, you know, getting to double A last year and a guy that can help the rotation at some point this season. Uh, You know, Christopher Morrell still has like another level he can reach. So, yeah, like there's a lot of upside young talent, Pete Armstrong, obviously. But in terms of going into the season saying, okay, I can expect X, Y, Z, 
from from you know most of this roster, at least the key contributors, I don't think it's really there. And you know, Nico Horner was asked about that today. Of you know, with all the free agents that are still out there, you know, is is this team good enough? And he basically was like, yeah. I mean, that's a question we're going to have to answer and go out and show that we are better than last year. And you know, both on an individual and the team level. So this is a group that if they don't make any major additions to this roster uh, before opening day, it, you know, they're going to have a lot to prove. Oh, absolutely. And I was paying close attention to what you found notable when Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins spoke on Monday or Wednesday, along with Craig Council. It was the Monday for them because it was the first day of (laughs) of spring training. But I noticed that that was one of the things you saw was they think that they're late in the process now in free agency. Mm -hmm. I I saw that quote about, you know, we're definitely bringing in the closer. If that's the case, I really hope it's more of a Kira Sedgwick metaphor here because you got to close some more talent in order to feel like you have any chance to compete. Yeah, I mean, I just think there's still a lot of question marks when you when you look at the lineup. Like, yes, they have a really good core that they have locked in for the next two to three years, which is, you know, what you want as an organization. But, you know, where where is that middle of the lineup power going to come from? You know, you needed – you know, I think they needed to add more, even if Bellinger did come back. Yep. And now you are, you're losing that production. You know, Michael Bush, you know, looks like he could be the real deal now that he's going to get an opportunity um, to show why he was uh, the PCL MVP last year. Um, but but there's just, you, the, the upside is there, but the, the proven uh, production is not. And that can lead to a lot of variance of, of at least, especially on the offensive side of, of what they can expect and what they could get out of the lineup this year. I'm also still fascinated with how often Dodgers prospects or just simply how many people can flourish who've been in the Dodgers either organization or just on the team because they simply do not have room. We mm-hmm. saw it with Bellinger last year. I It seems like a well that is constantly flowing for other teams because the Dodgers have hit on so many that they just don't have the room for all these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 you know, the Dodgers, a lot of teams are trying to make the Dodgers be their blueprint of continuing to develop that top-tier uh, young talent where they either help you at the major league level or you trade them and, you know, supplement and improve the roster that way. Now, on the flip side of that, a, key, a, a key component to, obviously, the Dodgers' success is spending money on really great players where you're adding, again, that proven production at the major league level to complement the young guys coming up. And so, you know, again, the, the Cubs have a, a lot to prove if, if this is what the roster is largely going to look like um, come opening day. And, yeah, I think those questions are fair. What are your initial impressions of Craig Council? Uh, that, you know, he totally joked, you know, on the, the first day we – we talked to him about how he's still trying to learn names. He has a little notebook um, where he's, he's trying to make sure he's getting everyone down. Um, I think he, he clearly has a vision of how things um, he wants them to run. Uh, you know, guys have talked about, you know, just some general changes. There's an emphasis on individual drills, um, you know, because spring is really the time to do that, especially, you know, the first 10 days before games start. Um, and it's really, I think, still just taking things in and getting to know guys. You know, there's a, a difference, obviously, between watching guys from the other side of the dugout and, you know, wondering how <laughs> Justin Steele makes all their the, the Brewers hitters look silly to then getting to know him on a more personal level and the rest of the players, um, 
But I, you know, talking to Julian Merriweather today, he was he was very complimentary of counsel and and how he manages to have a role in all facets of the team, whether it's the pitching side, hitting, fundamentals, and yet, you know, he's also the manager overseeing everything too. So, you know, it sounds like it's been a smooth transition so far, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how his touch on camp manifests over the next couple weeks. What have been your observations of who's spending time at certain positions? We've already talked a lot about third base on this show. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Bush, you know, has experience at third base, but from what we've seen, he's been solely working uh, at first base, taking grounders, continuing to get comfortable and ready for opportunities there. Um, right now, like, you know, barring an addition, you know, it seems like it's, it's going to be, again, you know, a mix of Patrick Wisdom, Nick Madrigal, Miles Mastroboni, uh, potentially Christopher Morrell if they want to give him a look there. Though, again, you know, it sounds like they want to be moving him around and having some versatility with how they use morale. Uh, but right now, you know, it doesn't necessarily look like it's just going to be one guy. It could definitely be a platoon situation again. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I still wonder about Matt Chapman. You know, there's these names that are that are kind of floating around out there. And I, and I wonder if, if it's hard to talk to in, individual players about the remaining free agents that are sort of still still orbiting the Cubs world right now. And I guess they can't really think about that, but we could get a week in here and then all of a sudden they're going to sign somebody who just pushes everybody down a slot. Yeah. And, you know, this is something I asked uh, Carter Hawkins um, at Cubs convention last month. You know, they have so many young guys reaching the upper levels of the minors. And, you know, it's a balancing act, basically, Carter said, about wanting to give young guys real opportunities to reach the majors, having an opportunity to, to impact the big league team, while also understanding, you know, there there are players out there that could potentially be more uh, more helpful in, in the immediate. Um, so it's a balance of not trying to block guys, but also, you know, their job is to try and find ways to make this team better. And so it, it, it really is a tough balancing act, especially when you look around um, the field in particular, position player-wise, like there's really not that many paths uh, to playing time for younger guys coming up when, you know, you ha- you obviously have Happ and Suzuki in the corner uh, outfield spots, you know, Swanson, Nico up the middle, uh, Gomes and Amaya behind the plate. Like there, there's just not too many paths. And so it is a balance between do, do they go get somebody like Matt Chapman, who obviously could have a really big impact immediately, or do you go the more platoon route and see, you know, does Matt Shaw come up at some point this summer um, and help them, you know, in, in that regard? So, you know, I don't – there's clearly not a, 
a clear-cut answer either way, but that's certainly something that they take into account as well. You wrote an article, and it's from the Tribune, of course, four takeaways from the first day of Chicago Cubs camp, including young talent as, quote, the currency of baseball. And to me, that indicated that you're seeing a mission statement take place. And maybe that's more also along the lines of Carter Hawkins' influence as well, or at least their decision to hire him from Cleveland, who is known for hitting on young baseball talent. They, they're the best or one of the best when it comes to assessment. What were your takeaways from that? And have you seen some sort of mission statement really take place here? And, and maybe it's just their excuse for not wanting to pay for free agents. I don't know. I mean, I do think that there is an element of organizational philosophy of that. I mean, you look back to the last day of the season in Milwaukee, Tom Ricketts talked to the writers that were there. And, you know, he referenced, too, that, you know, they, they had a core and have a core in place um, and that they want to give young guys opportunities. And, you know, even going back to when Theo and Jed first came in, you know, a, a decade ago, um, you know, the, the talk of sustained success that they don't just want to get to the playoffs once, at, once in a while, they want to be getting there every year. And that comes down to, you have to be developing young talent and, you know, you saw the the ripple effect of, of that pipeline not paying off when, you know, they traded away, you know, Chris Bryan, Rizzo, Javi, um, when those guys, you know, also tapped out a certain level at the major league level. Like, it, I definitely think there is an organizational um, emphasis of, you know, they have to be developing top talent. They ha- Those guys have to get to the majors. They have to become major contributors. Obviously not all of them, but they need to have enough that they can go pay for some through either big money and free agency. If they go after guys like on deals like Nancy Swanson, or you're doing what the Dodgers do and trading that young talent um, for proven big leaguers. So yeah, I do think it's a, a very real thing of, you know, young players being valuable currency in the game. And, you know, the, the Cubs have, I think definitely made clear that, that, that they value that. One thing clear in talking to Craig Council, too, is he understands the, the direction that pitching staffs are going in baseball, that maybe even understanding that eventually the concept of starting pitcher and relief pitcher will be more fungible, that we're not there yet. But he is keenly aware of the third time through the order penalty as most of the league is now and what that means about the way leverage changes in a game. Do you think we'll see in the construction of the staff, his philosophy about some increased versatility in some of these arms? Yeah, I think he he certainly values versatility. He does not want to necessarily pigeonhole certain relievers into certain roles. You know, I would not be surprised to see potentially a guy like Hector Neris used in the seventh inning or even, you know, in a safe situation in the ninth. You know, I I think you're seeing that across a lot of teams now where, you know, there's not just one set closer. There's not one set setup guy. Um, And you've seen how council, how well he run, he ran bullpens in Milwaukee and how often that was the strength of that team. And I think, to get to that point, you do have to be creative sometimes. And especially, you know, you don't want this bullpen burning out again at the end of the season. So that means you have to be deliberate and maybe staying away from a, a guy that you might want to use, even if it, if you think it's a big game or you really want to get that win. It's certainly a balancing act. You know, I think it'll help that, you know, depending on how they want to construct the bullpen, you know, they have so many guys that can either pitch multiple innings, 
you know, thinking of Javier Assad, Drew Smiley, Hayden Wisniewski, guys who show that they could both start and, you know, be in those important swing roles. There's a lot of different creative ways that they can go in and building this pitching staff. And I think it also really helps that they have four really solid starters that they know that they can count on um, and, and find opportunities to push them uh, when they need to. Javier Assad is one that I think about. I feel like he did a good job proving himself and his value this year. But Hayden Wisniewski is one where I'm, I'm wondering about the season that he's going to have and the development that he had last year. What do you think about just where he is when it comes to expectation and what we can see him do at the big league level this year? Yeah, I, I think I think he had a really important learning year last year between you know some struggles as a starter, finding some success in a relief role. Um, you know, Council indicated yesterday that guys that have been starters will at least build up as starters in camp, and then they'll go from there in terms of how they want to use them going into the season. But yeah, he can really fill you know a variety of roles for them. It'll be interesting to see if they want him. Uh, to be at AAA starting, you know, every fifth day as, as important depth there. Do they think his stuff plays better in a multi-inning role out of the bullpen where he can help them, you know, right, in, right at the onset of the season? Um, yeah, he's, he's, again, in that mix where they have a lot of different options where they can get creative. And it, and it sounds like with Shota Imanaga that, you know, especially early in the season that they're going to look for ways to, you know, build in an extra day of rest. Um, so, you know, maybe they, they need to have a, a guy in the bullpen that can make a spot start or two early in the year. So they, they certainly have a lot of different options between Wisniewski, Assad, you know, Jordan Wicks, Drew Smiley. You know, their depth is in, a, is in a pretty solid place. What you said about the Cubs and valuing young players and this mantra of young players, developing players being the currency of the game, absolutely true. And I'm wondering where that leaves Mike Talkman, because last year he mattered. He was he was a, one of these glue guys, and I'm not just talking about the the catch that changed changed their pre deadline trajectory in St. Louis. Is that he he got some big hits? He put the bat on the ball when they needed. But he's 33. This is not a young player who ideally. You would want him supplanted by somebody you know, under this long-term contract control who you're developing in your organization. So how can they be true to what they're saying about young players and also value what Talkman does for them? Because I think you, you need to have guys that can handle that part-time role, which, you know, depending on what happens with Bellinger or, you know, whether they want, you know, Pete Armstrong to, to start the year in AAA and, and get off to a good start and then bring him up, like, you're still going to need, you know, a fourth or fifth outfielder, depending on how they build uh, the roster on the position player side. And, and those guys have a lot of value. Like it is not easy not being in the lineup every day. Like you have to learn how to be able to mentally handle that, how to get your prep work in, uh, especially if you're pinch hitting late in the game, which he started doing late later in the season for, for PCA. Um, and so that's, that's, that's not an easy role. And you need, you still need some of those veteran guys who can not only help help younger ones um, in the clubhouse, but also step up in those moments. Um, and and Talkman, you know, he's a great clubhouse guy. You know, he understands what he does really well and what he needs to do to have success. And so, you know, a guy like that, if you put him in the right position, he should be able to produce for you. And and so, you know, it's, it's good to have those kind of complement of players on the roster. Megan Montemuro, outstanding stuff. Look forward to talking again soon. 
Sounds good. Thanks for having me. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.